ascension to Pentecost. It's like the interregnum for the disciples, a time between leaders in a way. And unlike the time of the crucifixion, the disciples now really understood what Jesus had come for. The scriptures had been revealed to them and they were filled with joy. And they knew what their purpose was. They needed to go out and preach the gospel, preach the good news. It does seem odd that there wasn't a smooth transition. You know, Jesus up, Holy Spirit down. No gap, no time for the disciples to mess up since they'd proven quite a lot of times that they could mess up and needed help. And yet, what does Jesus say to them before he ascends? He says, wait. Luke 24, verse 49 says this, I'm going to send you what my father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Wait. The word we love to hate. It is the liminal space, that space in between, the space of transition, the space of transformation. It sounds quite similar to the place we are in at All Souls right now as we wait for a new vicar. Or maybe it is that interim space that lockdown is bringing between how life was and what life will be to come. And sometimes these liminal spaces are evident in in different phases of our lives or at pivotal moments, big life events. Or maybe it's like we chatted about last week when we are in that wilderness and there's this liminal space between. I think these liminal spaces are quite helpful, even though they're painful and we could really do without them. But they're very helpful in moving us forward. Going from one thing straight into the next may seem like a really good idea and we really want to get on to the next thing, don't we? Uh, We don't want to be in this holding uh, position. But God can work in these places. And he promises us he has a perfect plan for us. And therefore, these liminal spaces must be a good idea. But why? Well, firstly, I think it's a space where we let go. They had to get used to Jesus not being there at all, not being physically with them. It could never be the same again. And there was never going to be another Jesus. No one was going to know how it would work without him. They had to trust. See, when they were with Jesus, they knew how he would behave. They knew he would take himself off and they better leave him alone on the mountainside. They knew probably his moods and the tensions they would feel if he was troubled. They had come to know that he would do radical and off-the-wall miracles and probably roll their eyes at some. But they knew him And they loved him. They knew how he lived, how he would react to certain things. And they had that intimacy that no other people had with him in that time. And now when the Holy Spirit came at Pentecost, it would be different again. There would be a completely different way of relating. And they would need to get to know the Holy Spirit and how he would work in their lives. Secondly, They needed to recognize what they needed. What did they need in this helper 
that Jesus' promise would come. You see, each disciple wasn't in the same place they were when Jesus found them and said, come and follow me. They were spiritually different. They were individually different. And there'd been lots of experiences in between. And their needs for their future calling to go out on their own and to go and preach the gospel and um, maybe, you know, like Peter, to be led to the cross, whatever was ahead, needed a different help and a different set of skills. And this space would allow them to recognize that they needed help to go and do this. Jesus wasn't there to fix their problems or to sort it out when they made a mess or didn't know what to do. And then thirdly, it would raise expectancy. Wait until the power is sent from on high. Wait, you'll know it when it comes. You'll know it because you're in that space of knowing you need help to go forward, knowing what your needs are. So when the Holy Spirit comes, it will completely match what you are needing. I was uh, watching a little girl walk on a fallen tree in Bushy Park the other day. And she was really confident and she was balancing along the log. And as she got to the end and all of a sudden she decided she couldn't work out how she was going to get down. And so she sat on the edge and she hung her legs and, you know, it was only about a foot between her feet and the ground. But for her, that was really scary. And she'd worked out that she couldn't do it on her own. And she looked around for her dad And her dad was there, put out his arms, lifted her off, put her on the ground. And she cheerfully said, oh, I did it. That's what the Holy Spirit does for us. But how will we know it when he comes? How is it going to work? And we've explored over the last few weeks, haven't we? God's abiding presence. How day to day through different ways the Holy Spirit guides us, teaches us, and encourages us. And today we have the reading around the spiritual gifts. And they're not called gifts for nothing. Um, They're freely given and it's for us to receive them. We can ask for what we need, but when we get them, we then need to use them. Now, I'm not going to go into each of the gifts today. There's not enough time in uh, 10 uh, minutes, so maybe we'll do another series on each of the gifts. Um, But there are a couple of things we should know about the spiritual gifts that the Holy Spirit brings. And that will help us in our life beyond today and beyond lockdown um, and until we uh, go to be with the Father. The first thing is that the gifts are for common good. I think it's a bit like a board game, right? You can't play a board game on your own. You get given the gift And then we need to see its purpose and use it for each other. It's not a collection of skills. It's not a thing where we say, oh, we've got these gifts, tick, 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 tick. I think quite often sometimes, I'm not sure we ever have them all at the same time. Um, I think God gives us them when he needs us to do something for his kingdom purposes. And you may become really good at one of the gifts because that's what the Lord wants. But as soon as you receive them, it means you have something for God's people. You have something for someone else. And as God releases them on you and use use them through the Holy Spirit, then God changes us and his kingdom work is accomplished. 
And while we're in it, we see how his power works. And as we combine these gifts, then we see a change in our lives. And now, you know, some, some are given at different periods of time. And I thought I'd share a couple just to show um, and just to indicate how the Lord sometimes uses them. Um, I remember before I trained for ordination and I was in the process and I, I really struggled. And I didn't know um, if it was right. I was weighing up the cost and, and the cost of the calling is, is huge. So, you know, when you're in it, it, it gets more costly. And I just didn't know. I didn't know about financial security. I just didn't know. And I took myself off to a convent for a day's quiet day and I had some spiritual direction. And I can highly recommend getting a spiritual director. Uh, God uses them powerfully. And as she just sat in the, in the, in the room and she listened and, um, and she said only one thing that I can remember, um, but it's come up so many times since. It was so wise. It was the gift of wisdom for me in that day. She said, you won't be able to do anything if you don't love the Lord enough. And for me in that time, it's what I needed to hear. Now, I didn't know if I loved the Lord enough. And uh, I can tell you there's still times I doubt whether I love the Lord enough uh, for some of the things. Um, but have you ever tried telling the Lord you don't love him enough? Um, so he kind of catches me that way. But that's just me. I'm pretty stubborn and rebellious. Um, another, another way that he speaks powerfully through, and I'm really expectant of God working in this way when I need to know what to do or I need um, some guidance. And that's the prophetic word. When someone comes and gives you a word from the Lord and says, I sense this, go away and pray about it and test it. And I've just uh, done an exercise, actually. I've gone back over eight years of prophetic words. I always uh, journal them. And um, it was interesting because there were patterns and um, I've received some words recently that I thought were new. And then I found that actually uh, for one of them, four times it had happened in the last years and I just hadn't taken note or it hadn't been brought to mind. Um, and just through those prophetic words, the God gives me some sense of what I need to do. And actually, it was really helpful and God's perfect timing, as always, that I did that because that word came up and it helped me make a decision. And. Uh, this week. Um, and I thought, okay, I, I, that's, that feels right to me and tested it various ways. Um, and then I, I made the decision, uh, said a yes. And then uh, by Friday, I was like, oh, I'm just not so sure. I'm just really not so sure. And um, someone texted me and said, well, I'm just praying for you. And I feel like the Lord saying, you're trying to step back and do it the way it was step out and stick with what you've decided. Um, boom, that's how the Holy Spirit works, right? I, I had no doubt that I had to stick to it. Um, and I will remember that if I doubt it in the future. You see, all those years, it wasn't me that got the gift. I didn't have the prophetic. I didn't have the words of wisdom. But other people were given them, and then they shared them with me at the time. And that's how God works I have no doubt because in my spirit, and I just know that's from God, right? Yeah, that doesn't happen just like that. And then I can move forward and I can be like that kid and say, I did it. The gifts are exciting. They're fun. They never, ever bring you down. They may be tough sometimes. Um, they may not be what you want to hear uh, sometimes, but they're always edifying. It's the Holy Spirit wanting the best for you. And then we'll all grow together through these times and sharing the gifts with each other and build up the body of Christ.
his church, his people.